Welcome back to the Risk Report. Today is Tuesday, March 16th, 2021. And uh, I think today I was going to go over skateboarding. We're going to go over some of the new skateboard news. Um, We are also going to go over my top skate videos of all time. I'm going to talk about that. I'm going to go over my top five skaters I think that influenced me. Might be some honorable mentions and all that shit. And then I'm also going to give tips for new skateboarders. Um, and I think that's what I'll be going over today. All right. So let's get started. Risk report. Um, let's tune in to Thrasher Magazine. All right. Okay, Skater of the Year, Mason Silva, right? We saw <clears throat> Mason Silva take the Skater of the Year after dropping, I believe, three parts. And uh, Mason Silva absolutely crushed it. Just an animal, hard as fuck in all those parts, doing some big, big shit. And I remember seeing it, I think, either the second video, when he put out the second video, it was like a couple weeks apart, two weeks apart or something. I was like, oh, he's going to get Skateboarder of the Year. I knew it. I knew he was going to get Skateboarder of the Year. So they put out a rough cut of Mason Silva's Spitfire part on Thrasher. So definitely check that out. And he's got, you know, if you tune into the Nine Club or anything like that, um, he's been on there. And he also had this video. I forget where I saw it. It was like, I'm not sure if it was an X Games thing where they did it where the filmers it was like a a team thing it was like filmers and skaters you know it was like jamie foy and kaylin diaz i believe and um it was mason silva and his his filmer which i forget the name um but the way that like this guy calls out spots for him and all this stuff like in the nine club they talked about it as you know it's almost like having a caddy and I thought that was a, a real interesting concept, especially when we're talking about skateboarding, that you know, somebody who's filming these pros, they really could be like a caddy to them because they film them all the time, they skate with them every day, they understand, you know, obviously they don't understand how that person's body fully works because they're not that person, but they've seen it so much um, and captured it so much that they probably have an understanding of what they could do and just like in golf with a caddy you kind of consult with or they might point things out to you that you you might not be looking at i think a a a good friend and a strong filmer like that really could do something with it and i think that's evident in you know the parts that he put out and i think he talked about that too about how crazy his his buddy is about finding spots for him to do and everything like that so that's awesome. That's what I, <clears throat> I either want to be somebody's caddy in skateboarding or have a caddy of my own. You know what I mean? A homie that, yeah, pushes you in that sense. Like, um, you know, I think the, I've had a couple over, you know, over the last couple years skating, but my first, I'm going to shout him out is Aiden Collins. You know, we were young, young kids and we were just, he was younger than me. Um, you know, he was nine, I was probably 11, and we were going so hard, man, and pushing each other. And um, 
flying off of stuff. And yeah, it was like just backing each other up all the time, just pushing, pushing, pushing to who could do the uh, bigger trick, who could, you know, back you up and all that shit. And that's real important with skating. And, and I'll probably go over that with the tips of skating as well <clears throat> for new skaters. Um, but yeah, you know, that's, it's something special for sure. Definitely a special relationship. And, um, you know, I go out to the parks here and I meet, I meet dudes and, but like I said, I'm a, I'm a very like kept to myself kind of guy and, uh, I don't really push it, but, um, I was at Boynton a couple days ago, two days ago on Sunday at the Boynton skate park. And there was some gnarly, gnarly shredders there. And, uh, you know, we're all getting hyped up on each other. And, uh, I was telling one of the guys like, man, are you riding for anybody? He's, he was my age, 26, I'm 27. And, uh, he's not riding. He's like, I just, you know, skate for fun. He's over here fucking doing like, uh, crazy, like switch blunts back in and just like crazy pivot turns and shit, like off of everything and doing fucking Smith to feeble to, to whatever other fucking trick. He was just like all over the place, going crazy. <clears throat> And, um, it was like, dude, he's like, you know, it's a tough thing to get a filmer. It's a tough, t- a tough thing to have somebody who's down to skate all the time with you or skate at any point with you, you know, and, um, want to capture that, right. And want to spend an hour, two hours at the same spot going through fucking, you know, memory card or whatever <clears throat> while you're trying to get a trick. And, um, but I told the guy, I was like, fuck it, dude, I'll film you. Like, I think that's just what we need. You know, honestly, on the way to the skate park, I was having this crazy, like, I was, I was listening to Jeff Grosso's, uh, the regular, the regular man's like tribute. They kind of did. They talked to his family and his friends on the LA times. And, um, you know, they were talking about his life and all the good he did with the love letters and, you know, how, how deep ingrained and, and in love with skateboarding he's, he's always been and what he did, you know, for the, for the next generation to come. And so it was just kind of hitting me in some sort of way where it's like, I'm 27, you know, I'm still skating. I, I get to skate, which is awesome. And I get to teach kids, which is fucking awesome. But it's like, Hey, could I really have that dream still in me of what if I just went for it? What if I just fucking, went for it and, and became a pro skateboarder, you know, at 30, you know, I, I really am thinking that. <clears throat> and I think the only way I would be able to do that is if I literally sold everything to my name, except my decks and my board, you know, I'm, t- I'm telling you, sell my car, sell everything, sell every single thing I own and move out to LA or move out to San Francisco, move out to California and just try and skate as hard as I could. I think that's really the only way that I, I could meet the right people and, um, you know, get accepted in the industry. You know what I mean? It's the only way. Uh, or I could do it in Miami and down here, of course, you know, with what I got and just push myself. Um, but yeah, you know, there's a, there's a lot that goes through my mind. You know, it's also like meeting these guys. It's like, fuck, you know, I also want to just sponsor these guys or just have a team and just, you know, we could skate and I'll, you know, let's build it together. 
you know, it's a, that's what I want to say to them, but I don't want to be like pushy, right? You know, especially you just meet somebody and this and that. It's like you want to skate first, you want to feel the vibe first, you know. It's like <clears throat> it's it's a it's a weird thing, but I, you know, there's just so many fucking good guys down here, so many like good skateboarders that. You know, not everyone's going to make it to the professional level or anything like that, the career level. And that's okay. That's totally okay. And that's not why we skate. You know what I mean? It's not why we skate to be pros. It's because you love it. You know, it's it's okay. And, I, I'm, and I'm okay with that. But I have that little burning passion, that 10-year-old kid is still in me of like, is this possible? You know, is it, could it be possible if I really... Gave it my 100%, you know, to become a pro skateboarder. So um, let's keep going through maybe Thrasher. Uh, Franklin, Frankie Spears for Alien Workshop. You can go over that. He put out a new video called High Priest uh, from Alien Workshop. And uh, he probably crushed it. I haven't checked it out. I need to check that out. There's so many... You know, Thrasher's awesome. You're getting you're getting video parts put out every day, you know. And look, hey, small steps. Maybe I could put out a little video part. <clears throat> my my goal at 27, which is crazy because I'm just getting older. So it's like, you know, whatever. Fuck people and fuck what they think. Uh, that you're you're gonna be a 30 year old dude still skateboarding. I'm gonna be a dude still skateboarding till I die. You know what I mean? Um. It's just a part of me now. And uh, yeah, I still want to get sponsored. How about that? 27. Now I'm finally like, yeah, I think I could get sponsored. Um, so the first step is to send it into the shops, right? I got a couple clips. Um, really just got to edit it, put it together, send it out. That's it, you know, and and see what happens. I could, I think I could definitely ride for a couple of the shops down here, uh, if one of them gives me the opportunity and then that'll open the doors. And, you know, like I said, in my skateboarding podcast before, it's like, I got risk, I got risk skateboarding. I make my boards and look, that could be like a portfolio for, um, you know, maybe, a uh, a, a skate company, you know, if I could start designing decks for a skate one company while being flow for the skate company or something you know just working with the guys and being a part of that lifestyle whether i become a pro or not you know it's like something i i I really want to do um so that's something i'm kind of looking forward to doing and trying and um hey i just love to do it man i want to be able to skate as well as i could skate I want to, if I, if I'm able to, you know, if I could really push myself to do some of this shit and do it in my own way, you know, then I think, I think it's worth it, man. I think it's more worth it for skateboarding and for, you know, just another thing I could add to my artistic representations or whatever as to who I am. You know, you could find albums, you could find video parts of skating, you could find fucking uh, art, right? Now you can find my podcast and shit of me talking. So 
I don't know. It's just who I am. Okay. Skating is just who I am. And look, uh, we can go over this LA times, Jeff Grasso. The, it was titled Jeff Grasso, the regular man's skateboarding legend. All right. <clears throat> and I, I loved the, uh, the love letters he would have. And, you know, you get an insight into skateboarding and now I'm teaching this, the skateboarding class, um, at the studio where I'm fucking teaching kids the history. I start with the seventies, move to the eighties, move to the nineties, and then the modern two thousands, 2010s. Right. And by the end of it, they come out with a complete skateboard of their own that they design and, and paint and create, right? And show them how to put the wheels and trucks together and everything, right? Um, I feel blessed for doing that, for sure. But I've always been super fascinated with the history and, and wanting to know about that. And you could tell, man, that this guy was the pinnacle of that, right? This Jeff Grasso was, you know, like a skate historian, you could say, and... and um and live through the skate history as well. Um, and just gave a lot back, you know, gave a lot, lot back with his character and who he was. And, you know, uh, it seemed like towards the later years of his life, they talked about that. He was like really just giving back to the next generation. And, um, you know, that's awesome. That's awesome. And I feel blessed in that. And look, it's not like, the kids that are enrolled in this class are going to be skateboarders for the rest of their lives or anything like that. They're young kids. They could never skate again. They could get the board and put it in their fucking garage, you know? Um, but I don't know. It's still special that I get to share that with them, you know, and the, the, there's one girl in the class and she's like, you're obsessed with skateboarding, huh? And it's like, yeah, I'm up. I love it. <laughs> I'm fucking obsessed with it. Um, it's changed my life. That's how I put it to him. It's changed my life for the better. You know, without skateboarding, I wouldn't be an art teacher. Without skateboarding, I wouldn't be a, a, a recording artist. You know, there's a lot. Without skateboarding, I wouldn't be the guy that I am today. All right. Um, and that's how I put it to the kids. You know, it's changed my life for the better. It's taught me to get back up when, um, you know, things get tough. And when it's hard to do something, you, you just try again, you know, you just try again and again and again, and it's okay that it takes a hundred tries. Um, so it really taught me like such a crazy philosophy in life. Um, and I'm just glad that, that it's a part of my life and, you know, I'd like to give it everything I've got. Let's just say that. Um, let's go over my top uh, skate videos now. So my top skate video for sure. And this was the first skateboard video that I bought. Um, cause when I started skating, it was, um, it was, that's how it was, right? You had to, it wasn't YouTube yet. Like YouTube did kind of come, but, um, not till I was like, I think in two thousand, like, I think sixth grade and stuff, you know? And, um, so there was the, the surf shop, skate shop right across the street of, of where I lived, uh, right across the town. And, um, that's where I got my first complete. I think I was 11. So I think after a year of skateboarding and just snapping various, uh, 
Target and Walmart boards, my parents were like, all right, fine, we'll buy you one of these $150 skateboards. And um, I bought a blind skate deck. And I don't think it was, I don't know if it was like right when I got that board. I think it might have been, uh, I think it was before. That's what it was. I think I got the video, I think around when I was 10. And um, yeah, I got it when I was 10. And uh, that's what made me buy a fucking, choose the blind skateboard over over everything. And uh, it was because I would watch that video every fucking morning. And from start to finish, I would watch it. And the music, you know, it opened me up to a ton of music that was just fantastic. That I still listen to this day, like the bravery and um, block party and a lot of cool stuff. Um, And the skateboarding was fucking phenomenal. All right. It was gnarly. They got Ronnie Kreger, James Craig, a young Jake Duncombe or Duncombe. I don't know how you spell his name. He's from Australia, but he's an insane skateboarder. And he was probably like 16 when he filmed that part. Um, Who else? Grant, Grant Patterson. Um, Evan Schiefelbein. Uh, Fuck. Who else? They had a ton of people. Jake Brown, right? Uh, they just had super, super good skateboarders. And Corey Shepard was the first guy. And um, and they had Christian Hassoy in the in the beginning flying over the fucking uh, cop car. Or no, he was he was the cop. And yeah, they both like hit a ramp or something, you could tell. And, and Christian Hassoy did this crazy ass, uh, I don't even know what he did. I think it was like a crazy melon or something. Um. But yeah, Lines, What If, and that came out in 2005. So yeah, I was 10 years old. Um, and yeah, the uh, big reason why that's my favorite is because of the time, because that is my first skate video I ever bought. Um, I literally still have the DVD to this day. How crazy is that? Um, that's how much of an impression it had on me with everything, with music and especially skateboarding. And so what it did was I would watch the, this fucking uh, video and I'd be like, damn, I think I could do that. Oh, I can't do that. I definitely can't do that. Oh, maybe I could try that, right? And I was that's what I would tell myself in my head and I would just like watch it like a, like, you know, instead of watching Saturday morning cartoons, that's what I was watching, you know? And I was like, just obsessed with it, man. I, I literally like that girl really called it. I'm obsessed with skating. And so that, that happened at a young age and video parts are super important because, uh, that's the type of shit you need to be able to see it. And I thought, you know, they were just, I still watch it to this day, extremely technical, super tech, like these guys are fucking crushing it. And I can't believe it's not a more popular video. Um, Blind's always been, I guess, a smaller company, but not when it started out, you know, with Mark Gonzalez and all that. And I wasn't, I I didn't know about that history either. Um, Blind going against Vision and all that, that type of stuff and World Industries and, um, but that's interesting history too, to look into. But yeah, Blind's What If, that's, that's the one. That's my number one. Number two is, uh, Baker 3. And Baker 3, Aiden had it. I remember because, you know, they'd come to my house to watch Blind. We'd go to Aiden's house to watch Baker 3. I think Baker 3 came out in 2004. Um, 
Baker three year filmed. Came out in 2005. So yeah, same, same time. And that was the, that was definitely the one to bring us together as skaters. And that's the one, like for me, blinds, what if was like, I was trying to emulate these guys and then Baker and we're watching Baker three and it's like, Oh, okay. This is how we got to skate together. (laughs) It's just hug it down these crazy stairs. And you know, that, that had definitely the more of the, it also, it also opened up the lifestyle of skateboarding. Right. Whereas like, I don't think in and blinds, what if, you know, it's not like, you really see much of the lifestyle that's going on in within the skateboarders and in Baker, you kind of do get a sense of more so of their lifestyle. And that was, um, influential too, in, in the sense of style, um, and going big. I think that type of shit, you know, Andrew Reynolds, uh, uh, that type of shit. It was Antoine Dixon. I remember we were super hyped on Antoine Dixon and just those guys, man, especially, I remember just Andrew Reynolds frontside flip. That's what we all wanted to get was the Andrew Reynolds frontside flip. Um, and then the other one that we were really into was elementality. And, and look, these are my favorites because I was a kid. I was a, I was a kid and these were the skate videos I'm, I was watching. And when we got into the later years of YouTube and then social media, you know, video parts like a full on fucking video are very rare now. Right now it's like Vance propeller came out with a full fledged uh, video part. And, you know, that's definitely another one we're going to talk over. That one's one of my favorites too. Um, but you know, like, yeah, look, same thing, 2005. So these were just 2005, 2004. That was a hard ass year for skating. And this is bam, prime bam, right? Still skating. Uh, got the shows, all that shit. He's, he's, he's ripping the fucking, uh, the roof off of the Lambo. <laughs> and you see a young Nigel Houston. You see a 10 year old Nigel Houston. I think for most of us watching it, it was like, Nigel Houston was like, whoa, you know, this kid's doing it. We could do it. And um, it was like, for me, I think what elementality, what it did to me was showed me how to do bonelesses because of Mike Vallely. So with um, watching elementality got me really into Mike V. It really got me into Mike Vallely because he was doing the boneless stuff. And same thing. That was a trick that I was like, oh, I think I could do it. And I, once I could do it, I could do it boneless 360. I could do boneless finger flip. I could do boneless big spin. You know, I, I really tried to like add more to the boneless that I was doing the trick. And um, that really got me into Mike V. And so we were into Mike V because he would fucking uh, beat people's asses. You know, he had that video of, uh, him taking off his shirt and just fucking up like three dudes up, like in, in one fight, they're just like probably hammered. And he just started punching all of them. And, uh, yeah, he whooped all their asses. It was like, Oh, Mike V is the, the hard out, you know, he's the one who could fucking skate hard and punch you in the face. And so that type of, uh, yeah, that type of image, I was like, Holy shit, this is sick you know this was this was rock and roll to me you know what i mean skateboarding to me was fucking rock and roll and it was because of these videos right 
It was because of Blind. It was because of Baker. It was because of Element. Um, these types of brands, man. And I think I skate. I mean, I've skated. I wouldn't say I've skated every single company ever made, but I've skated a lot, right? I've, I, growing up, I tried uh, after the Blind board. It was like I'm gonna try every single board. You know, I had Baker. I had Dark Star. I had. Um, uh, a couple element boards, uh, almost, I was, I was pretty happy with some almost, of course, mini logos, hookup, um, habitat. Did I ever have a habitat? I think I had one habitat board. Um, and that's actually one I've been thinking about buying. I've been thinking about buying the habitat board, at least a new one. That's a company I really fuck with. And, and a long time ago, I think in like 2013, when I started skating again, um, I had done this kickflip over this, uh, big ledge that was like, it was like a ledge and, uh, it had a gap and the gap was the sidewalk to the parking lot, sidewalk to the street of the parking lot. So you go up the ledge and you could like Ollie or do whatever, you know, you, you have the ledge sidewalk gap and, uh, to the street. And so I did a super clean kickflip over it and, uh, habitat commented on that and that was like in the early days of instagram so i was like whoa what the fuck you know habitat and in hindsight you know i should have definitely communicated <laughs> i think i just liked it and was like whoa thanks it's fucking habitat skateboards commenting on my shit right um and then after element was the enjoy bag of suck when did that come out probably in the same <clears throat> probably in the same year Two thousand six. So yeah, um, and look, it won Trans World's Skate Video of the Year award in two thousand seven, <coughs> and Jerry Hsu also won the best video part. He Jerry Hsu did that whole video part switch. I'm pretty sure every single trick he fucking did in that um, video was switch and nollie, which is insane absolutely insane because he was doing such crazy shit and i think at the time he was probably uh, to me i thought he was uh skate he was skating regular he was a regular stance rider you know <laughs> and then i find out his whole shit is switch you know and you know with the with the video parts it was like you you get drawn to certain skaters and i think people also get drawn to certain skaters because of like how my mentality is, is where I see something and it's like, oh, I think I could do that. And so it it varies with style. And so my style would be drawn to certain skaters. And so, you know, some skateboarders are more relatable, let's say that, um, to, to the average man, because skateboarding is a fucking tough thing. So when you see something insanely technical and um, it's just, it can be very discouraging right? When you see the best of the best, like, you know, Niza Houston putting out a part, right? When you see something like that, it's like, I will never ever be able to do even a fraction of that, right? Um, but then like, I'll look at some more skate videos that are being thrown on Thrasher. And it's like, I, 
you know, not that I'm saying I could do everything these guys are doing or anything like that, but there's definitely high percentages that I could hit the same stuff, do a different trick over something, just have my own style with stuff, right? Um, I could skate with them is what I'm saying. And um, I get that. And so I get drawn to certain skaters. So now we're going to, oh, let's go over the Vance Propeller. Now Vance Propeller came out recently, I, I, was, I think in 2017. Where am I wrong? 2015. Which one's the one that came out in, in 2017? Oh, Pretty Sweet was a good one too. I mean, there's so many fucking skate videos, you know what I mean? That like, it's hard, you know, these are, these are just opinion based. These are mine because of how I grew up skating and, and what was available to me and, and what I got into. And, um, so yeah, I'll just say as a, for one of the newer ones, it's definitely Propeller by Vans and, um, just because I can't really think of any other new skate videos. You know, I mean, there's cool stuff like Palace skateboards, putting out videos and things of that nature. Um, but not ones that have impacted me, I guess. Because it's also like, I don't want to, I love watching skateboarding. I love watching crazy, crazy skateboarding. Uh, but I do get how it can be a little discouraging sometimes. You know, for the most part, it hypes me up. But I do get how it can be discouraging. So we'll get past that. Um, now I'm going to talk about my top five favorite skateboarders. And I'm going to start with, I'm going to start with Ronnie Krieger. And look, Ronnie Krieger, when I saw him in the blind video, he was the last part, absolutely crushed it. The stuff he was doing is just unbelievable and I still to this day, you know, can't even relate to to that type of skating because he's uh because of just the technicality he has and the control and and for me I've always been more of a just hucking it and and landing with one hand down and like fucking going so super fast and you know just a different style, I guess you could say. But I'm I'm gonna go ahead and say that's definitely one of my top favorite skateboarders just because of the fact of that video and um, I guess seeing it over the years, it's really just become a staple and the music with the video part and everything. And um, he's got an app. Uh, he's got an app. What's it called? Quiz pop or something. I tried one of the quizzes, man. I didn't do too well, but I'm not going to get discouraged. <laughs> yeah. He started a um, app called quiz pop and he does skate, uh, whatever skate videos i think was the one that i that i tried to do a little he does these questionnaires or whatever right and it's like whoever gets the highest percentage you know you, you get free stuff you get uh stickers and stuff he'll send you cool stuff so the next one's like see you're gonna have to answer you know goofy versus regular and he's got questions right uh questions on rodney mullen he's got a couple here vans off the wall so it's probably like vans facts you know what do you know about vans and you can win stuff. So shout out to Ronnie Krieger for doing that. Um, and it was really cool in his last part in Blind What If video where it showed like his videos of him as a kid, like a real little kid when he first got his skateboard and 
and and it had all that going on like that kind of progression at an early age and then it was just him ripping the part and then there was this thing on the blind uh what if video if y'all didn't fucking know where like if you made it trip out if you if you like hit the fucking uh next button or something on the main screen of the dvd where it had like uh video parts uh play whole thing um whatever settings or some shit like that subtitles and settings you know they had the little like uh i don't know that front little page in the dvds right well if you made it go all trippy all of a sudden it would take you to like some crazy place and like these bats would go all crazy and then it was like ronnie krieger's secret part like in this uh and they had another bravery song they had a couple other bravery songs to that part and that was fucking sick dude watching that um but yeah just to sheer control and technicality of that dude is incredible and um so shout out to that guy let's move on i'm gonna move on to um cory duffel and to me cory duffel i was super into because of i guess the style that punk rock looking style and the fact that he was just flying over gaps dude he was just doing high ass gaps he was doing giant stair sets and just fucking just ollie in, you know, just ollie in or 180 and kick flipping, right? And just fucking crushing, bro. And uh, I was super drawn to that style of skateboarding. And that's what I wanted to emulate was dudes like Corey Duffel, uh, Andrew Reynolds, right? These guys that were just like really fucking um, Jeff Rowley, right? Like doing just these big gaps, grinding really big stuff. And that was more relatable to me for some reason. I, I felt that that was more um, relatable versus, you know, Ronnie Krieger's uh, nose slide to then tail slide, which fucking I would love to learn, man. But still to this day, I'm not very good at tail slides and nose slides and shit like that. Um, you know, I can never fully sit on it, right? To have the control to sit on it, in a nose slide to then switch over to a tail slide you know 180 completely and switch over to a perfect tail slide to big spin out it's like poof, incredible <laughs> right so so cory duffel flying over a, a huge stair set for me a little monkey like me i was like okay that's i could do that right um pop shove it over something big right it, it gave me like i guess more of a I don't know, more of an opening and more of a vision as to what my style could be, you know? And when you're a kid, you're a young kid, you're just like kind of impressionable too, you know, you're seeing these guys and I'm, I'm might've not even been at that level, but I was, you know, a 10, 11 year old kid trying to ollie a 10 stair, you know? So that type of shit, I don't know. You need that. You need somebody to kind of emulate your style, especially at a young age. And then you'll find your style, you know, as you go on. And and I think I was open-minded enough. I didn't know it at the time to, to not just stick to one style or not to just stick to one skateboarder. Like, you know, like I was looking at Mike Vallely and, and looking at tricks and being like, oh, I think I could do that, right? And that got me like really good bonelesses. And then I'd look at dudes like Corey Duffel, you know, and, and, uh, and Jake Duncombe and stuff and just how they were skating and Andrew Reynolds and, 
and I was like, damn, you know, that, that type of stuff is, is fucking cool too. Maybe I could just like do big stairs, do nice backside flips, do front side flips, uh, just fire kick flips, heel flips. And, um, yeah, you need that. Right. Uh, and I was never like a big vert skater to me. It was all street to me. It's always been street now, you know, I'm more into definitely, uh, how people ride bowls and stuff. I've always been into that type of shit, but it was like, not what I could do. You know what I mean? It was just not what I could do. I could skate the pool and stuff at Vans when I was a young kid and I could five Oh and 50, 50, the, the coping. But I couldn't, you know, I was so young and, and it was so massive of a pool. I didn't know what pumping like that was to fucking fly up and get air. <clears throat> All right. So, yeah, so far, Ronnie Krager for top five skaters. Ronnie Krager, Corey Duffel. And now we're going to move on to David Gonzalez. And he's around my age, too. Let's see how old is David. He just turned 30 years old. He's from Columbia. And he was a young guy, man. He was a young guy when he started riding for Flip. <clears throat> um, and yeah, just like the parts he's put out over the years, though it hasn't been too many. He was skater of the year in 2012. Um, they're just so good, dude. He's such a rad, rad skateboarder. He plays in the band and, and his own band. He's always shredding his guitar. I follow him on Instagram. He's always fucking shredding his guitar. He seems like he's got a, a good life for him, you know. Um, so, uh, 13 years of age, Gonzalez came to the attention of uh, skateboard company flip skateboards in the Tampa am contest. You know, it's like, I was living so close to that and I was probably what, uh, 10, 11 at that time. You know, I just wish I definitely put myself out there more. I wish I tried. Right. Especially since I was so fucking close being in Orlando, you know, this guy came from fucking Columbia to, to, go to the Tampa Am. And that's what I'm saying. You know, it's like big sacrifices. A lot of these guys make to, to do this. Um, and he's been on globe and he got his own shoe. Yeah. He's been crushing it. He's been crushing it. Video, video parts. He was in flip, uh, money for blood united by fate, strange notes, covers, baby flip, extremely sorry. That's another great video. Um, Thrasher Possessed to Skate. That's the one I remember the most. That one, that's probably the one that got him Skater of the Year. The Possessed to Skate. Flip's Way to the World in 2012 and Volcom's Holy Stokes in 2016. I mean, yeah, crazy, crazy good. And I've been seeing him skating in Colombia. I don't know if he's still, if he's living in Colombia or something, but um, yeah, it looks like he's skating some gnarly shit, bro. Um, so yeah, that one. David Gonzalez, of course, because again, relatability, he was around my age. He was a dude who kind of looked like me, right? We were both Hispanics, uh, long hair and just shredding, right? The guy was fucking shredding. And so I, I, you know, in a sense, idolized that. It was like, it, it gave me hope as to like, oh, I could maybe skate like that one day or, or something, right? Um, Another one of my favorite skateboarders, of course, Milton Martinez. And the dude is a different breed. Um, and look, all these guys so far, goofy, goofy-footed skateboarders. I don't know if I did that intentionally. Oh, wow. He's born March 5th. And I'll, so we're a day apart in, in, 
in birth. Crazy. And uh, he's from Argentina. <clears throat> he was uh, 2019 Skater of the Year. Again, going huge, style, fast, fucking just crushing, bro. This guy is just such an insane skateboarder. The stuff he does, man, is insane. What did he do? He did the kickflip on that uh, Sunset Boulevard, crazy, uh, crazy gap, the roof to that crazy, like, bank. Um, insane. And uh, he posted a picture of something recently that didn't even look real. Uh, there's still no video footage of that put out or anything like that. Not none that I've seen. So it means it's coming out for a video part, but he was literally all in off of maybe a six story building into a crazy bank, like ramp thing that just looks so massive and so huge that it's like, if you fuck up in any way, you're, you're probably dying. And, um, yeah, really on another level, this guy. But the the style of which he skates, the speed, the the hard, the hardness of it, like, dude goes hard. Dude goes hard. Um, and then I'm gonna shout out somebody from Orlando for the top five skaters, uh, Evan Smith. And Evan Smith, I'm, I believe, is from Orlando, of course. Yeah. Look, he started skating at 13 years old. And he got his first sponsor at 15. Yeah, I think, I, you know, it was just like, I just wasn't at the right, I wasn't in the right crowds. You know, I wasn't putting myself out there where it's like, I think I really could have been one of these kids that, you know, and, and look, this guy was in Orlando around the same time, around the same age. Um, we could have definitely crossed paths at some point. I'm sure skating at Vans or somewhere like that. But I just, you know, just didn't pan out that way for me, you know. And I still believe that to this day, if I never had stopped <clears throat> skating when I was 14 to 18, that's four years of, of serious growth. That's four years of serious, um, you know, skateboard relationships that I could have made. Yeah, that's four years of my life that, I really could have been honing my craft. Um, and I do beat myself up about that. I can't lie about that. It's okay. You know, what are you going to do? <clears throat> like I said, I still skate and I still, and I teach kids how to skate. So you could argue that I skate for a living. <laughs> so, um, yeah, Evan Smith for just his in, insane creativity and um you could you could just see the man's glow while he skates the fact that you know the shit that he does is is so fucking at times it can be so technical and, and almost like how are you gonna how do you do that but i love that type of shit because it's like it really makes you think of what you what is possible on a skateboard and and just about having fun you know and and um you know, now as I get older, it's like the way I view skateboarding and, you know, I've got my bag of tricks. I've got my tricks that I go practice when I go to the skate park, you know, I'll do backside flips on the alley-oop side of the hip always or something, you know, I'll, I'll do tray flip on the hip. I'll, uh, you know, do fakey big spin to board slide on a rail. I'll, you know, 
do shit like that, right? I'll 50, 50, 180, my rail, 50, 50 back, 180 rail or a ledge, you know? Um, yeah, just, I just have my, my go-to tricks to warm up, right? You're, you're kind of like just warm up tricks, but at a certain point it gets to, you know, when you want to try something new or you want to skate something new or you want to skate something in the street, uh, you know, you want to go to street spots, you kind of, you kind of let the spot speak to you. And I guess over time, as you grow this glossary of tricks in, in your, at your disposal, you know, um, you're able to read a spot and able to kind of tell what would work on it better, whether it's a front side trick, a backside trick, whether it's a switch trick, a fakie trick, a nollie trick, what, what works better on the spot? You know, what is that spot calling out? And I think Evan Smith is one of those dudes that really could look at a spot and for him figure out what is the best thing that he could do. And uh, so that type of skating and look, all these guys, it's probably all that's how it is. You know, this is how they they um, they look at spots and stuff like that. You know, you really got to be in tune with your board and be in tune with who you are in a sense to, to do that type of shit um, instead of forcing something, right? I think as kids, you might, you know, kids starting out to skateboard and all that, you might start to force uh, certain tricks. And I mean, that's the only way you're going to learn whether what, what works on what, right. And, um, so yeah, let's, let's start moving on into the tips for new skateboarders. All right. So, you know, let's say, you know, I teach a couple kids, um, skateboard lessons, private skateboard lessons at skate parks and at their homes. And, um, I guess over time would have, what I've seen by that is, uh, you know, everybody's different and stuff. And, and this is a whole different generation where like, I never had somebody fucking teaching me. I, like I said earlier, I watched videos. I went outside and I tried it 150 times until I got it. And so how do you teach that to a kid? And most of the times I just skate right next to him. Okay. Hey, we're going to hit this. We're going to do this manual pad. You know, I put a little ramp up to it because you can't all eat to it yet, but we're just going to skate it. All right. Try and manual it. Right. And they'll fucking try and try and try until they manual it. I do it next to them. You know, I do it. We, we take turns. It's like I'm skating with them. Right. It's like I'm a 10 year old again, skating with my friend and I'm trying and I'm trying to push them to, to do something crazier. Um, and so that's what I do with a lot of my lessons. Okay. Is, um, and look, this is what works for me in my lessons, and and I'm sure there's room for improvement in in everything. But with the kids I teach, I want them to do it on their own. You know, I don't want to hold your hand. I guess if it's a brand new person who's never stepped on a skateboard, sure, I'll hold your hand a little bit. You want to drop in, sure, I'll hold your hand the first time or something, the first couple times. But you got to do it, and you got to take slams. You know, there's no way. You're going to be a skateboarder if you're afraid of falling down, if you're afraid of taking a tumble um, and learning how to fall. That's so fucking important, dude. You can't just fucking flop over like a fish and 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 fall on your arm wrong and break your arm. That's going to scar you for life, right? You got to know how to fall. You got to be at somewhat of a somewhat ready, you know what I mean, to, to take a tumble and not be scared of that. And it's so that's what I find to be the hardest. It's not the tricks, you know, it's not... 
the hardest things to teach these kids, it's not the tricks. It's not, um, you know, going fast or riding or any of that, that, that all comes easy, right? That's all muscle memory. That's all gross motor skills that can be taught, you know, um, easier than, than the philosophy of not being a pussy. (laughs) No, the philosophies of, um, getting up and trying again, the philosophy of hard work. That's the toughest thing to teach somebody. Um, if they don't want to do it, they, they won't do it. You know what I mean? Um, they won't push themselves enough. And from an observation point, you know, I had one of my kids, he, he got injured riding a skateboard. You know, he got that first big injury skateboarding. Um, and he hurt his knee and, you know, it took him a month of recovery and, and we waited it and, you know, he had his physical therapy and all that. And, you know, now he's good. He's walking. He's no problem. He's skating. And now, you know, he did one of the, he went the highest he's ever gone in our last session. He grinded the, this like, it's gotta be at least seven, eight feet quarter pipe, you know, seven, eight foot bowl. He did a five Oh grind on it, you know? So for him to do something like that out of the injury and the way he put it to me was, uh, well, it's like, I got hurt with that little trick. Now it's like, I don't even care if I'm going to get hurt. I might as well try something big. Boom. Right. He's starting to get it. (laughs) He's starting to get it. You know, you know, he went a month without his skateboard. That was probably tough on him because he loves it so much. You gotta have, you gotta have that love to skate. You gotta want to skate. You gotta want to try that shit. You know, otherwise it's just not going to happen. So my tips for new skaters are you just got to know who you are. Be ready to take a tumble. Okay. Um, now we're going to go into the actual tips. Okay. Play games of skate. All right. If you got buddies or if you're just going to the skate park and you're, and you're learning how to skate, play games of skate. All right. This is what I'm doing now at 27. I'm going to the skate park last, you know, two days ago. Um, one of those guys that was super good. I was like, yo, you want to play a game of skate? And he's like, he asked me, he's like, uh, you do switch. And I'm like, um, I'm not so good at switch, but this is why I want to play skate is because I want to force myself to fucking do switch flips and whatever switch tricks. I can do certain tr- tricks, switch mostly one eighties and shove it type tricks and bone, uh, uh, big spin type tricks and shit. But for me, it's hard to flip, right? It's hard to do the the flips. It's easier to do the heel flip side because that's more of a scooping motion. Again, that goes back to the shove it, right? I got that back foot control. I don't have that that front foot control with the switch. But I'm playing games of skate because I want to fucking learn that. And it, you know, and he held back. I think he's a, he was like he was like okay. And so he just didn't do the switch tricks. And I literally told him like three or four times, like, nah, dude, pull out some switch tricks. You know, I started pulling out the switch tricks because I wanted him to pull out switch tricks and I won. <laughs> so whatever, we'll have our, our, our round number two next time I see him there. Um, and I'm sure he might win that one if he pulls out the switch tricks, but I need to learn that. I need to learn that. And the only way you're going to learn that is if you try it. Um, and then here's another thing with the, with the skate and not calling this guy out or whatever. He's a, he's a good dude. Seems like a good dude. And I always see him at the park and he's working hard and skating. Um, I did, I did certain tricks. I think two letters, dude, he took two letters 
at least one or two letters. Um, with a trick that I did, I forget which trick it was, whether it was the hard flip or the or the fakey frontside flip. But he was like, uh, he's like, I'll just take the letter. It's like, dude, what? At least try it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to at least try it, you know? So at least try the trick, even if you just flail, right? Even if you just like, it's a switch trick. Like for me, it'll be a switch flip and I fucking try and switch flip it. And my front foot just goes wild and I, I only flip it like half, you know? And it's not very good, right? It's okay. At least fucking try the trick. Um, another tip is watch skateboarding, right? Um, that's what helped me, I think. And that's what taught me, right? Like, it goes back to it. Like I said, nobody fucking taught me. My parents didn't hire a fucking expensive skateboard tutor, right? It was, um, I just went outside and did it, right? I just went outside and did it. So you you watch skateboarding and you kind of, like I said earlier, you you find who's relatable, right? You find the skateboarder that relates to you. And it, it could be multiple skateboarders. Of course, there's going to be multiple skateboarders. Um, but yeah, you just want to find that relatability that pushes you to try something new, opens your mind and, and opens your eyes to being like, whoa, I think I could do a big pop shove it into something like that or whoa, varial flip or, you know, whoa, fucking whatever. It doesn't matter, dude. doesn't matter. You just need re- relatability when you watch skateboarding. And that's what's going to open your mind and open your eyes to trying new stuff and certain things. And it'll show you how to do it. You know, if you watch it over and over and over again, it will literally show you how to do it, you know. Um, it'll start getting ingrained in your head to where, you know, you see it. Um, another advice, and obviously this just sounds like, oh, okay, whatever. This is obvious. But my, my other tip for new skateboarders is skate more. Okay. Skate as much as you can skate. And I'm not talking about skate every single day. All right. Because I know people work. I know whatever. Kids are different. Right. But with the kids, it's like they can't skate every day either because parents aren't going to let them skate every day. Um, School's not going to let them skate every day. You know, whatever. They're still they're still minors. Right. So they they don't have full control of their lives. So they couldn't go skateboard every day. Um, And I'm not saying to skateboard every day. I'm saying to skate more. So when you go skate, skate from start to finish, okay? A lot of things that I see when I go to the park is um, I'll go out for the same length of time some of these other guys go out. Let's say, for example, three hours is a, is a usual, usual skateboard session for me, three hours um, in the hot 90-degree sun, Florida sun, okay? <laughs> three hours. And uh, in that time, I will skate from start to fucking finish. I swear to you, I will skate from start to finish nonstop. Boom, 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 boom. Trying every single trick I could try. I literally skate for hours on end. Um, obviously have my water breaks. Obviously will sit down for five minutes or something, but not too long because then I got to rewarm up, right? If I sit down for 10 minutes, then I'm fucking losing it. I'm going to have to get up, you know, kind of, kind of ease my way back into it because a lot of skating is like getting into this state of being where it's like you're, you and your board 
And you got to really, you know, when you're in that state of being and you're so focused on that and in tune with that, that's when you're going to be skating your best. That's when you're not going to fucking eat shit on something little that could really hurt you. Um, and so I just skate from start to finish. So my advice for skateboarders, skate more, okay? When you go to the park, don't fuck around and <clears throat> skate for 20 minutes and then sit down and then smoke a cigarette and uh, fucking smoke a joint and go on Facebook and uh, fuck around, throw the ball around or something and then go skate a little bit again and then go sit down. It's like, dude, you know, in a three-hour session, there may be skating 45 minutes. All right. And I'm not knocking anybody down specifically or anything like that. It's just like um, something I've seen that it's like, I feel like if people skate more, you know, it'll, it'll just benefit them and, or whatever, but you know, to each their own, right. That's, that's just how I skate. And maybe that's what makes me different from other skateboarders. And maybe that's what catches my eye or people's eyes to, to my type of skating. Um, is the fact that, okay, I'm not doing the craziest, most technical tricks. You know, I'll bust out my fucking techie tricks or whatever, but I'm not doing the craziest technical tricks, but I'm doing, you know, a hundred tricks in an hour. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going, I'm, I'm skating everything, right? I'm skating the quarter pipe. I'm skating the hip. I'm skating the rail. I'm all, you know, over the stairs or 180 stairs. I'm hitting the ledge. I'm hitting the small rails. I'm hitting the half pipe, right? I'm fucking around. 20, 30 minutes in each, in each spot, you know, just hitting tricks, uh, hit the manual pads. Right. I just, I skate the whole time. And so if I could give advice to people, it's to skate more. Another advice for new skateboarders. And this is again, obvious, um, do it for the love. Okay. That's the only way it's going to be enjoyable because other than that, you know, you hear fucking skateboarders, uh, going crazy, <laughs> From the outside in, it sounds like some skateboarders are psychotic because they're screaming at the top of my of their lungs and and uh, freaking out and fuck and you know just sounding crazy, right? Sounding real aggro, throwing temper tantrums, right? <laughs> but it's because they're in the hot sun, they're falling left and right, they're scraped up, they're sweating their asses off, they're tired, and they're cranky because they keep trying the same fucking trick and it won't work out for an hour right? They keep trying the same trick over a hundred tries and it doesn't work out. And that is, uh, that's a mental battle. And so when you hear those, you know, it's like, that's a mental battle, right? But that's a guy who also loves skateboarding because he's trying it over and over and over again. And, um, yeah, he's not going to give up until he fucking gets it. And so that's his release is freaking out. Right. And there's times you got to walk away, you know, but but for the most part, just do it for the love. Do it because you simply love skateboarding, the culture, what it really is, um, what it represents, you know, just the freedom to go out and, and feel like how you feel like when you fucking ride a skateboard, you know, is, is undescribable. Um, and my last advice is to go for it. All right. And anything in life, skateboarding, music, art, your profession, you know, your career, go for it. All right. That's it. Send it. All right. Try it a hundred times. And then at the end, you'll fucking get it. All right. Well, thanks for tuning into the Risk Report. This has been a skateboard special. Peace.
position. I can feel my body tingling. If you hear it, better listen. Better listen. Women swiping through the kitchen, eating good, living good. I'm a king with how I'm living. Damn right. Yeah, on the throne is where I'm sitting. Cause I've been on a mission, getting closer, huh? Minds open, never closed up. Never. I grown up as a motherfucking long wolf. Long wolf, yeah, I'm a long wolf. I grown up as a motherfucking long wolf. I drop thousands, so be 